Hello and welcome to today's micro lesson episode, a quick shot in the arm between the main shows. I try and find a relevant insight from the 120 interviews we've done at Sporting Edge and offer it out as a provocative nudge for us all. I was interviewed for someone else's podcast recently and they asked me what my definition of high performance was and I didn't really have a pithy one-liner as an answer. I actually see two versions of myself. One is the sluggish, sloppy procrastinator with fear of failure and the other is the energetic, focused, ambitious person who attacks the day. To me, we can take inspiration from Olympians or favourite business moguls or captains of industry, but it actually comes down to the daily and habits and choices that we make ourselves. If we make lots of good choices about what we eat, how we exercise, who we speak to and what we attack as our priorities, then we'll see huge benefits when we make those choices consistent and they form routines and habits. So to me, high performance is the compound effect of better choices and interactions. It's that we're striving forward towards our goals. And that's how I try and frame it. I can't compare myself to someone with a bigger house, a smarter career or anything like that, because it just doesn't really mean anything. I've got to try and set my own goals and be accountable for that. So these micro lessons really are a mini nudge for me as much as for you. And it gives us a chance to reflect on the choices we make so that we can make better choices that sort of aggregate towards something bigger and better that we can be really proud of. And often it's the discipline and the sacrifice that we've had and being more consistent against those good choices that makes us proud rather than being lazy and sloppy and that weaker version of ourselves. So that's why I create these micro lessons. And actually that's you know, my inspiration for Sporting Edge as a business, really, to get people thinking more healthily and more proactively and more positively along the way. So I hope you feel that as you listen to today's podcast episode and the rest of the content that we create. I'm recording this in the middle of a great sporting summer here in England. We've had England crickets fight back in the ashes and we're right in the thick of Wimbledon at the moment. A few years ago, I had the pleasure of meeting Annabelle Croft, who's the former British number one in tennis. We were doing a series of sports business events together, and she was kind enough to do an interview for our Sporting Edge digital platform. There are some great insights in her interview about how she coped with nerves as a player and how she managed that career transition into being one of the world's leading tennis commentators and pundits. But I heard this insight from her interview a few days ago, and I wanted to share it with you here. Despite having early talent and turning pro at a young age, Annabelle found the pressure and attritional nature of the tennis circuit incredibly draining and demanding. She often waited outside those interstate bus stops late at night on her own to travel through the night to her next tournament. So this is 20 or 30 years ago and the money and support in sport, especially women's sport, was much less than it is now. So it was tough. And then you combine that with the need to perform under pressure, under the spotlight, every game to keep your sponsors happy. And it becomes a very different game to the one we grew up playing for fun. So for today's insight, Annabelle shares a story of how the legendary Chris Everett helped her and it stayed with her to this day. Yeah, I think I I would love to be able to pass on that kind of information to others. I mean, I've always felt that I'm quite a giving person actually to young people coming up because actually um, 
you've reminded me that Chris Everett actually was incredibly helpful to me uh, one year on the tour when I was sitting on a plane and uh, this note was passed back from the front uh, to me. And I, of course, for me, Chris Everett was my idol. And the fact that she had passed this note back saying, you know, I still believe in you and I know you're going through a really tough time, but if you'd like me to help you with your training or show you what I do, then I'd love to, to help you. And I did take her up on it. And I've forever been um, eternally grateful for the fact that here was this great champion, a world number one, somebody at the top of her field that was willing to give across information to a young junior. And I always think, you know, it's, it's really nice. And if you can do that for somebody else, it's quite special. Can you imagine what that must have felt like? Annabelle was at the back of the plane, trapped in her own negative thoughts and wondering whether this was the career for her. And her idol had the empathy and generosity to come over and ask to help. We can often get so fixated in our own goals, our own problems, that we forget to connect with those around us, their fears, their needs and their goals. You could be listening to this as an executive in a big business, a coach in a local sports team, or just a parent or friend that's become a bit self-focused and blinkered to those around you. This simple act of offering help could be a lifeline. It could be truly transformational in someone's life. And it's just such a simple gesture. So let's use this insight this week to be a little bit more like Chris Everett and look out for someone to help. As ever, if you've got any questions about the show or need to get in touch with me and need any support for your business, then please do drop me a note through either on LinkedIn or via email at hello at sportingedge.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and I'll see you soon.